This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Jürgen, obviously you have your traditional rivalry with Manchester United, a local rivalry with Everton, so where does this developing rivalry with Manchester City sit in terms of magnitude now? Well, from a sports point of view, it's getting more bigger and bigger, that's how it, how it is, I'm not sure. I'm here for four years, so what can I say about traditions if you speak about 56 years ago? And then um, could have been probably completely different, I don't know exactly, but it's not important. So um, we live in, we live now, and um, obviously Man City is a pretty good football team, and um, that means, of course, there's a rivalry. Thank God there's a rivalry, it means we are not in a bad place as well. And um, so that's it. Obviously, City have to take care of your front three, and there's plenty in the City side as well to look out for. <laughs> but I'm just, think, I'm just looking at Raheem Sterling in, in particular because his stats show that he scored what doubled the amount of goals he had at this time last season. So is he more dangerous? Is he a bigger threat than he's than he's ever been now? It was always a big threat, but when it touches, to be honest, looks like. Improving and improving and improving. That's how it is. Um, good for Man City, good for England. Um, this morning I saw a goalie score against Man City when he was still for Liverpool playing. Um, it was a nice one as well. So obviously he was at that time already a big talent. And um, yeah, fantastic football player. If I can say absolutely nothing bad about him. I don't think anything bad about him is... Yeah. Outstanding. Just and yes, improving in the last couple of years. I heard Pep saying once when he said, "Okay, if he starts finishing off all the situations, yes, then it will be really, um, <laughs> then he will be there." But he's um, yeah a threat, how you can imagine. But not the only one, unfortunately. That's the problem we have. When you look at this game and you look at the record last season, effectively the two games decided the title race. Do you anticipate it being the same this time around? Don't know. I don't know. I have really no idea it was... Um, you have to treat it like that then. In the last... I would say nearly two years, it feels like each game we play is the most decisive of the season. Um, there's not one where anybody said, oh, we can lose that. Um, first we're fighting for qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah. Then trying to win the title, trying to go to the final again, stuff like this here before, trying to go to the final and fighting for the Champions League. So, um, not, nothing changed. You cannot make games bigger than they are already. So, that's a very, very important game. It's a very, very important game, but we cannot make it more important than very, very important. So, that's how it is. So, um, no, it's a, yeah, it's a big game. Big game, two really good teams face each other. Best news at Anfield, which is really cool. Um, flat lights, which is really cool. So everything is prepared for a good football game, and yeah, we will see if it will be a good football game. Yeah, it will be a good football game, but I'm not sure for um, whom. So it means, uh, is it for coaches <laughs> from a tactical point of view? Is it for supporters uh, from a rather spectacular point of view? So. We will see, but um, everything is on a plate, so there's nobody hides anything. It's not about we both try to deny the strength of the others, what we have to do. Um, you cannot be only offensive, but if you are not brave against Man City, you have no chance. 
not even for a point. Um, so we have to be brave as well. You have to create. Um, your positioning must be nearly perfect. Protection must be perfect. Um, yeah, movements, different ideas. It's a, really a lot, a lot in a game like this. And in the end, it's possible that it will be a little, little like it was last year here. But um, still, with all the all the things again on, on the play because that's football as well. Um, it'd be really hard try to adapt to the, to the things what the opponent is doing usually and try to make sure they cannot do that. And that always um, can lead then to to other things like you cannot be as creative, you cannot be as offensive. Um, how you all know you need for, for being offensive you need a, a, a different formation and if you have this formation and you lose the ball, then the other team can use that. So, yeah, interesting football game. Jürgen, just in terms of the players that you have available or unavailable, maybe I'm thinking specifically uh, Joel Matic, Jordan Henderson, Virgil van Dijk, just a general, oh, apparently he didn't train yesterday, so just a general update really how they all are, please. Oh, Virgil uh, was... For other reasons, not here, but he's completely fine. Um, Jordan is completely fine, um, and Joel, yeah, still out. So, like Chuck, like Liney. That's probably, that's it probably, yeah. Just in terms of your relationship with Pep Guardiola, there's clearly a lot of respect there. We know of nice moments when he found you after the Champions League and spoke to you and we see hugs on the touchline and we also see <laughs> sometimes one or two words as well. So I'm just wondering how, how that works with you and whether it changes maybe when we get to a game like this. Not from my side. Um, during a game, it's during a game. So it's, um, I said a couple of times, there's nobody there to... to um, Get out any friendship requests or whatever. It's it's about we we support and, and our team with all we can do. So from time to time there are the discussion, but I can't even remember proper discussions there on the sideline. Um, no, I couldn't respect him more. It's not possible. I, I for me he's the best manager in the world. So um, and wherever he was, he had a <laughs> proper impact uh, on his team. And um, wherever he was. You can see when it's not there anymore. The football looks differently. That is um, um, that's something big. So, but now he's in Man City, and it's not too bad. And um, so that's nothing. I have no, to, with nobody a kind of a negative relationship with on the touchline with, with other managers because most of them I don't know good enough. With Pep, it looks like different because we meet each other pretty often. <laughs> um, but uh, apart from that, it's um, just. It's it's good. It's 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 respectful, very respectful, and from my side, and I can say nothing else about it. Um, Jürgen, can we talk about the importance of, of the fullbacks and and how they become part of your game plan? Trent and Andy, are, you know, probably two of the most high-profile fullbacks now in the world. People talk about them a lot, and we can see the damage that that, that they that they do to the opposition. That's part of our of our game. It's not the, it's part of our plan, but it's not the only plan. It's like this. It's um, modern football nowadays. is like this that you have to be really strong on the wings. However, you do that because um, the goal is in the center of the pitch, and and the, the the area around the goal is the most 
crowded area, so you have to find a way to go through. That's in behind. You pass it on the wings or uh, you try to find little spaces in between their lines. So that's how football is and uh, nobody wants to lose the ball. Um, <laughs> because it gives always uh, the opponent the opportunity to have a counter-attack and that's why football is like this. So City has, wings, has proper wings as well, they are pretty wide in their formation, just other players there. Set it up obviously differently to us, we, from time to time our pullbacks are more and more centrally um, because we use offensive wingers as well. Everybody who watches our games more often knows that. And um, But it's all about, and, and the wider you make the pitch in, so I make the pitch bigger the spaces then again in in the center. So that's what, what we try to have to be a force from pretty much everywhere, yes. And uh, we try to use the skills of of the two boys, obviously. Good crossers, speed, um, very lively, very brave, stuff like this, and very fit endurance wise who can do the <laughs> the transition, the defense transition as well. So yeah, pretty good players as well, yeah. They do well so far. Jürgen, um, the corresponding fixture last season, we all know about Manchester City's attacking style and inventive football, but they were very cautious at Anfield. Um, in the end, it was a nil-nil draw, but, but do you expect the same sort of cautious approach this time round? And is, it, is that, I mean, the way that Pep changed the style for that game, is that a compliment in itself almost to, to, to your style. You can see it as a compliment, but it's not, it's, it's for sure not meant as a compliment. It's just a game plan. It's, it's like it is. So the last three games we played, we played, I'm not sure if it's the right row now, but we played nil-nil at home when they had a penalty and, uh, in the last, I don't know, minute or whatever, pretty late. Um, then we lost 2-1 at the Etihad where we scored nearly a goal <laughs> uh, for 11 millimeters or whatever, the ball was not in. Um, we lost this 2-1, but it was a good game, it was an open game. And then the last one was a draw in a, in a um, charity shield. And um, with, when we lost uh, the penalty shoot, obviously. So, yeah, good moments for one team. Maybe Man City started better in the in a, in a community shield, a church shield, and we um, had for sure the better last part of the game, stuff like this. So for us, it's just a good sign that we, in a specific game, that we can come closer to them. It's, it's an important part of our development. Yeah? So I really think there were games when which we won when City had much more of the game than we had. So, but we scored the goals in the right moment, stuff like this. So it's. The result is obviously the thing what uh, what stays in your mind, um, but the, the games were were really good. And for us as a, as a team, obviously, with City since three years or so, the the team in the Premier League, and uh, we had to our plan had to be. It's always like it is. If you want to be, um, well, if you want to climb a little bit in the table, you have to come closer to the to the to the top spot, and that were, where City is or was, and. Um, uh, that's the, that's what we did. So we came closer. That that's all. But at the end, um, we drew once and lost twice in the last three games. That's how it is. But for us, it's a, it, uh, the improvements the boys made is, is still obvious. And um, I'm fine with that. But nothing to do really with the game on Sunday. 
uh, we have to play our best game. Everybody in the stadium has to be in absolutely top shape. Um, the guys who sell the hot dogs has to be in a top shape. Uh, so everybody has to be from the first second when come early in the stadium, go inside, nothing to do outside, um, wait for the team, for the warming up, be there, all that stuff. That's what I wish for. So really that we make a, before we know if we get something for it, that we invest already all our emotions before the game and then let's play football. It's going to be a memorable occasion at City and Liverpool when they meet, it, it always is, but for, for Sean Cox and his family, uh, particularly memorable. And the, the awful events of what happened to him and his road to recovery, it's really it's something that, that resonates with all Liverpool fans. Absolutely. So when it happened to Sean, it was probably really it was the lowest point for me in my in, in the whole time in, in, in at Liverpool, uh, because that's something like this should not happen in general in life, but it should not happen around a football game as well. It should happen around a football game, and so the love obviously what Sean has and his family has for this club, have for this club um, and for football. Um, I hope that it, it gave him. It gave them all strength and power in the time, in the recovery time. And we all know it's not finished yet, and we all know it's still a long way to go. Um, but having this, we can give him the opportunity, them the opportunity, to come back to watch a really big game that he wants to do. That that's for me, coming from a real low point, is one of my highlights since I'm here because it's so nice. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it and I hope we can organise it that I can see him for a second before the game or a couple of minutes um, before the game. I really want to. Um, and yeah, because how, how how the Liverpool community deal then with it, I hope that he feels that, how that, he, that we don't only sing, we never walk alone, we really live that. And um, in this specific um, Situation. It was very important to show that, and you hope, I really hope they, they, they felt that the whole time, and will feel that in the future when we can help him with his recovery um, as well. Okay. Uh, Carl, yeah, you really want to confuse me, right? Yeah. Um, there appears to be some concern from Manchester City about the welcome they will receive when they arrive at the stadium. You've been a big advocate of, of fan power, uh, especially Anfield. Can you bring what the message you have to Yeah, fan power in the stadium. Yeah, that's completely different. So when we spoke here about John and speak there about that's obviously something different, but it's not too different. It's the same senseless thing. So um, if somebody is at Man City, is, is, I don't know if they are, but if there's somebody's concerned still, um, it's our fault. We, not that we did it after that together. We, 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 did, we all didn't throw the bottle or whatever it was, but it was one of us. And um, so that's why we are responsible for that. And we have to make sure, all of us have to make sure that something like this will not, will never happen again. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it is. I think it's long ago and since then nothing happened. And it was, uh, I don't think it was Man City specific, whatever. The punishment we got for that, we never had after that a similar situation. So like the positive outcome of, of something like this, because actually we used to enjoy that. When you come in, it's impressive, it's nice. It's, it's a nice part, if you want, of football. But then if you overstep the line, 
and it's not allowed to do anymore. So that's how it is. And um, yeah, I wish I could say it will never happen again, but I, unfortunately I can't. But it, but I can say that we, we do everything that will never happen again. So that's that's how it is. And everybody has to really to feel his responsibility that something like this will not happen again. That's why I said go in the stadium, nothing nothing else to do outside. So get your food and go in, wait for the team. We will come and then let's make really one of them. Make, yeah, let's make a pretty special game of it. That's it. And it's in football always like this. You never know what you get for it. But... Uh, we know what we have to do for it, and so let's make sure that we show that. Okay. Uh, David, just to get on the line now, uh, I will come to you as I can continue to you. Do you see a different City from this year to last? They've obviously lost a few players defensively, they've had a few injuries obviously through the season. Do you see a different type of offside than what you've, you've analysed? Yeah, so obviously we all have problems. They have their problems, of course. Last year, I think I think I'm not sure if Kevin De Bruyne was part of no, not last year he was not part of the game. So um, yeah, obviously one of the best players in the world, not part being part of this game and still getting results that shows actually the quality of of Man City. Um, so no, they are really strong, still, still really strong, um, and. <laughs> Look, they, uh, when I say I, I couldn't have more respect for Pep or for them, that's the truth. So, but do I like to talk about Man City constantly? No, because we have our own situation, and I'm more than happy with what we did in the last couple of years. But um, getting 100 points, getting 98 points, being still—they look real, still greedy—to uh, get everything out of that season. So that's that's really a big a big strength. So no. Yeah, we all have to deal in a, in, in a specific situation with with, um, with injuries, with setbacks, whatever. And they did obviously pretty well. So that's not about comparing the team from last year with this year. Um, so it's about how how do they deal with the situation. That's quite impressive. Oh, that's that's all. So um, I don't think too much about the, the, the city teams of the last years. I've thought a lot about the city team they have in the moment, and that's good enough um, for a proper game. Yeah. Uh, you said the City team at the moment, uh, obviously two brilliant teams meet on Sunday, but are there any specific part of the game that impresses you or that you admire in particular? I don't admire other teams. <laughs> I respect them and I, I, I like a couple of things, but they are obvious. What they and what I said in a second before—that's more about the, the character of the team. Obviously, together with the manager, is, is quite impressive. But about the rest of this football, what they do is is good. The combination of speed and technique is always impressive in football. They have quite a few players who are good in that. Organization is really good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, nothing else to say. It's just the, the pick. It's a, it's a good football team, a really good football team. And if I would not be in the situation that I work for a team who's fighting against them, then maybe I could watch more games of them and would say, okay, that's really nice. But maybe I would watch then Liverpool games as well if they would be in the same situation like now, and would fancy that more. I don't know. We have to. It's a, we all have different tastes, but uh, both ways obviously can lead to some success. Um, which success? One of us or both of us will have at the end of the season. We will see. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.